Welcome back to the Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of Scripture and theology. We've been, we started just yesterday looking at the story of David and Goliath, this incredible story that is well known in our culture. It's used in all different kinds of ways from kind of an underdog story to a moralized go out and slay the giants in your life story, which of course is completely impossible. And, and both of those ideas, both of those interpretations of this story are a misunderstanding of what's going on here. And, and so we're spending yesterday, today, and tomorrow looking at this story. And even in these three sections, we're not going to even come close to saying everything that we could say and, and considering everything that we could consider from this story. We're really just kind of looking at it, uh, just kind of one slice of it and understanding what's going on as we look at it in that way. So yesterday, as we looked at this story, we saw our need for a king. We saw that the Israelites were at a place where they couldn't defeat Goliath. He was coming and he was trash-talking them. He was offering this this new narrative for how they would understand themselves that was contrary to the narrative that God had given them. And th their king had already given up on the narrative that God had given them. And so what they needed was a new king who could come and deliver them from Goliath. And so that's what we talked about yesterday. Today, we're going to look at God's provision of a king. So let me stop right here and pray for us, and then we'll jump in. Fathers, we look at your word. We ask that you would strengthen us, that we might understand your word. We ask, Father, that as we look at this very familiar story that, uh, that, that we've oftentimes misunderstood, we pray that you would help us by your spirit to understand it rightly, that we might see that you have, in fact, provided a king, that we might understand how to walk in his victory. We ask this in Christ's most precious name. Amen. So yesterday, like I said, we looked at this idea that we needed a king. We didn't get into all the trash talking that happens later uh, in, in the narrative, but beginning in verse 43, there's this great exchange between Goliath and then David responds in, in, in very similar dialogue to what Goliath does. And there's really this kind of beautiful literary structure that is set up that reminds us that, that David really is the true king that was provided. But, but there's something that happens before we get there. So as you're reading through this story, which if you haven't done, you should hit pause and go read the story. We're not going to read through all of it right now. It's, I mean, it's not too long to read. It's 58 verses. But for our time here, we're not going to read through all of it. But if you read through the story, you see that this battle is described between the Israelites and the Philistines. And th this giant is coming out day after day for 40 days in a row, which of course isn't an insignificant number in, in the biblical story. He comes out for 40 days in a row trash-talking Israel, saying that, that if someone would come and fight him, then if, if they win, then, then the Philistines would be the Israelite servers. But if Goliath wins then the Israelites had to be the Philistines' servants. And so he, he's trying to establish this new narrative, this new suzerain vassal, th th this new king-servant relationship between Israel and the Philistines. And David's brothers are there. They're part of the army. David is back at home. He's the youngest brother. He's staying at home, taking care of the, the flocks and all of those things. And Jesse, their father, sends David to check on his brothers. 
And so the same thing happens. But this time, the guy comes out and he trash talks everybody. And it says in verse 23, as he talked with him, this is David. David, you know, went to see what was going on and greeted his brothers. It says, as he talked with them, behold, the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, came up out of the ranks of the Philistines and spoke the same words as before. Okay? So the same thing happens. The same thing that had happened for 40 days. The Philistine came forward and trashed talk the Israelites. But if you look at, at the end of verse 43, in the English, it's four, there's four little words there where the entire story changes. And David heard him. With those four words, really, you can, you can make a case that that's kind of the centerpiece of this story. That's where everything changes. Now, why does everything change there? Well, remember what we talked about yesterday. God had rejected uh, Saul as king because he hadn't followed the ways of God's word. And so God had rejected him as king and had anointed David as king. In 1 Samuel 16, that's the story that's just before what we read here. David anoints, or I'm sorry, Samuel anoints David to be king. So you've got this kind of situation in, in this story where there are these two kings. There's Saul, who has been acting as king, and then but he's been rejected by God in favor of someone better than him, is what God says. And, and now in 1 Samuel 16, David is anointed by Samuel, according to God's word, to be the king over Israel. So then you get to 1 Samuel 17. Saul can't go out and fight against this Philistine. We know why, because we've read the story. The spirit of God isn't on him anymore. He, he's been plagued by this troubling spirit. He's scared to death. David shows up, the true king the one that, that Samuel anointed to, to replace Saul, Goliath comes out, says his spill once again, and David heard him. See, that's why those that clause, that little sentence there at the end of verse 23 is so important. Because the true king has heard the threat against the people of God. The true king is now on the scene and when he hears it, everyone, it says, when they saw him, fled from him and were much afraid. And, and they're all just, have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel and the king will enrich him. And David is hearing all of this. And he, he's saying, who is, this is his, his question about the situation in verse 26. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God. See, there is your first clue that David hasn't forgotten the story that Saul forgot. Remember, they had been given this story that they were the people of God. Saul was supposed to lead them according to all the promises that God had made. But as we read back in chapter 15, that, that he, had, he had rejected the word of the Lord. Therefore, the Lord had rejected Saul from being king over Israel. But here's our first clue that David hasn't rejected the word of the Lord. He remembers the story. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He doesn't bear the sign of the covenant promises that God had given to us. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine 
that he should defy the armies of the living God. We're the people through whom the true and living God fights. Who is this knucklehead that's coming out talking trash against us? That's David's question. Do you know the story? It goes on. His brothers are frustrated with him. But David goes ahead and decides, I'm going to fight. I'm going to go out and I'm going to fight with this Philistine. Now remember, remember what was on the table. The, the deal that the Philistine had struck was you send somebody out, one person out. This is what in, in the ancient world is called single representative combat. Instead of whole armies coming and, and, and tons of men being killed, what they would do is they would send two, they, they each side would pick their best warrior and they would go out and fight. And whichever one won, they won for that entire army and the other army would become their servants. Okay, so that's what's going on here. But David, this shepherd, not the greatest warrior they have, at least not by the normal metric, he's the one who's going to go out and fight. And he's saying, look, I'll do it. But everything is at stake here. If he wins, great. But if he loses, the Israelites become the Philistines' servants. This isn't an inconsequential battle. Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Saul has questions. He tries to get him to put on his armor. He, he says, you can't do this. David reminds him, I've killed bears. I've killed lions. I've protected the flock. Don't worry. I've got it. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. So he goes. This trash-talking situation takes place. And I'm going to read this section beginning in verse 43 because I want us to see the parallels that are set up. The Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you should come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Now that is is an ancient curse. To be left unburied, to be le left to be eaten by the birds, the carrion animals, those animals that feast on whatever they find, that to be left to be eaten by these scavengers is to be unburied and to be left as excrement on the face of the earth. It's kind of the ultimate curse in, in the ancient world. In fact, we read that this is one of the curses in Deuteronomy 28 that would come upon the people of God if they didn't obey his word. But David responds, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head, and I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. Now notice David comes back with a different proposition. It's not if we defeat you, you'll become our servants. It's I'm going to defeat you, and then we're going to kill all of the Philistines. David's not interested here in taking, taking servants. He's not interested in taking prisoners. He's saying, 
I'm going to come in as the true king and I'm going to defeat you. And then foreshadowing what we're going to talk about tomorrow, my army is going to follow in my victory and utterly destroy all of the Philistines. Why? That all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. In other words, so that they'll remember their story. So that they will know, that they will remember to whom they belong. God has sent his king that these Israelites might be saved by him and remember who it is they belong to, that they might live that way. Now, if you want to look ahead, you see this exact same story basically play out with Christ and Satan in Revelation 19 at the marriage supper of the Lamb when he comes and calls down all the birds of the air to feasts on the, on the bodies of the fallen kings that served the serpent. It's the same story. God provides his king who tells us the true narrative of the people of God that we might remember that there is a God in Israel. And in fact, that the entire world might know. And we know where the story goes. David takes a slingshot, runs over, and smokes the Philistine, and then cuts off his head. He crushes the head of this serpentine figure, just as it was promised he would in Galatians chapter 3. Friends, God has provided a king that claims the victory for his people that we might remember our true story, our true identity, our true security, our true hope is found in God. Amen. Thank you.